let me start out by saying this. This is the bullshit I'm talking about. And I really, really, really am sorry for cursing in the, in the first 10 seconds. I am doing some studying, as I often do, because number one, let me just make it very clear of why I study and research so much. Really great practitioners within the world of leadership and business, period. They read, they study, they consume often. Too many, though, practitioners think they don't have to read and study often because they're so consumed with their day-to-day efforts. I believe it's harder to read, study, research when you are very head down doing the stuff you're reading, but I think there needs to be some sort of a cadence where you study, read, engage to consistently innovate what you're doing. So that's just number one. Number two, why I'm upset right now is I'm reading over some change management metrics and simple frameworks connected to pretty much measuring change. And they go through a lot of different things. They go through, did you achieve the intended results of the change? They go through how satisfied were stakeholders with the change management process and outcomes. They go through, did you complete all intended aspects of the change implementation process in, in the same in the desired time? They go through a lot of pure business and executive variables around the change. Where's the employee's feedback? Let me let me break this down very simply. Okay, let me let me let me let me let me let me share some insights for you guys here. When you change anything in life, this can be with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, your grandma, your granddad, your 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 mom, your father, um, a significant you know friend that's in your life, a teammate, a fellow executive, an entire team. An organization, when you do any change, in order to be able to replicate the change, execute change time in and time out, or time in and time again, I apologize. When you want to not only make things happen, but have a successfully um, smooth and efficient and empathetic and, 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 and exciting And again, I'll use the word effective again, process throughout the change, like in the middle of the actual change. If you want to be able to do that time and time again, because if you're a part of a fast growth organization and a startup and a a high growing org, or if you're part of an organization that was happening and budding through the COVID-19 world, or even today, like if you were an organization that has any sort of change that may happen more than twice a year, and I think many companies are in that phase right now, you probably want that change to happen as smoothly as possible. So it boggles my mind. It really, it really traps my ass. <laughs> Why anyone giving advice around change management would not take into consideration a process to follow to extract the feedback from those that are actually going to have to deal with the change. The vast majority. If you have a company of 1,000 and you have 69 executives and C-suite folks and then another, let's say, 20 supervisors and managers, you're probably looking at anywhere between seven to 800 lower-level manager to entry-level employees that are inevitably going to be experiencing the change 
the most. And so knowing that, why aren't some of these questions answered? Ask, number one, what is the percentage of buying in an NPS score throughout the change? Meaning, how many employees felt they would go through the change exactly the way you did it again? Run a survey. I'll give you another one. Employee feedback around the timing of the change. How much flexibility and empathy and, and, and contextual communication styles were shown throughout the change process. I'll give you one more. A survey going out 30, 60, 90 days post the change. Gathering employees' perspectives on the change. Leaders' perspectives on the change. And that they felt the change emotionally and objectively worked for them. Why aren't their organizations spending a lot of time gathering the employee feedback? First, taking that feedback and then going back to their tools, their processes, their formats of how they want to go about having change occur again in the future and take that data and make an impact and change what you do, change your process. Is that so hard? Is it so hard? And here's the thing. It has to be common sense. I am really, 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 really struggling to wrap my head around this. And you guys have been hearing me talk about this for years. The people that inevitably are going to have to deal with your compensation changes, your product roadmap changes, your policy changes, your go back to work strategy, AKA changes because you were just in remote. Your promotion changes, anything. Those that are gonna have to deal with that, your leadership changes. Anyone that's gonna have to deal with that, again, the majority of them are your entry level to mid-level employees. The ones that are connected to Executing your strategy, creating your product, executing your service, dealing with customers, being in the warehouse, making your shit, doing the things that allow you to have a 10 million, 50 million, 100 million, $500 million brand. You as a leader wake up one day for whatever reason, this is going to be our new plan. This is going to be our new plan. We're going to not go that route anymore through acquisitions and mergers and, and, and we're going we're gonna to start building things in-house. Thus, this department over here and that department over here, I'm going to need you to go through this learning and development experience here and start to learn and embed and understand how we are going to inevitably create what we were once acquiring. Let's say that's a change. And you roll that out and you do whatever it is you do. Let's not even get into the details of it. You put a timeline against it. You put a set of leaders against it to track it and measure it and make sure the change happens. But what if during the process, you were so ambitious, you were so excited, you were so pumped up to roll out the new products, roll out the new services, make the change happen, that when you inevitably, if you were to follow my advice, 
Go and, 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 and poll your people, have contextual one-on-one conversations. You realize at the time they felt was incredibly rushed. They felt there were so many nuances and variables of how to inevitably make the service or the product, whatever the case is that you're now developing in-house better that you didn't listen to. Thus, they feel that, feel that, feel that they weren't heard. Thus, they now have a little bit less of an excitement about doing their part of the inevitable outcome of the change. So, so, so many different people, let's say seven of the 38 that have to go through the change now are so freaking burnt out and uncomfortable with inevitably with the change now was that they're spending 30% of their hours of life looking for a new role. Thus, they're literally doing bare minimum just to hang on. Now your product's being compromised. Your finances are being compromised. You should have just kept up with the acquisition process, but you didn't. And my, my whole thing is this. I'm, I'm, I'm not no Shadamas. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not an expert. I'm not someone that knows everything, but I do know this. I know that if you listen to your people that are inevitably going to be doing everything that you want them to do, a lot of good can happen. A lot of good can happen. It's not always about the org and what the executives think. Yes, you're setting the strategy. Yes, you guys are writing the checks. Yes, you guys are important. But but at the end of the day, when it comes down to change, when it comes down to what we're talking about, when it comes down to organizational development, when it comes down to innovation, when it comes down to engagement, when it comes down to diversity, when it comes down to retention, when it comes down to making money, you need to have a bunch of people around you that will run through a wall for you. And you cannot get that if you don't listen to them. You cannot get that if you don't listen to them and then go and change your processes. So please, I'm begging you. When you think about change management, please. And you think about measuring the change management, please put a process in place to measure and understand how your people, the 80%, not the 20 The 80% that actually have to do the work of the change that will inevitably happen, get their feedback on it. Change whatever they say to change to a certain extent, obviously. Make an impact. I am literally begging you. I am begging you. Thanks so much.